Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where we talk about all of our geeky interests. We talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and video games. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond, Dre. How are you, mate? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing well. <laughs> well how are you, Tommy? Well, that's a weird way. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what is that from? Everything arrived there? <laughs> Have you heard? It's from something. I don't it's know. It's from, like, Fat Charles or something. It's some, like, old... Like I've Dr. Doolittle style comedy anyway. Never heard that in my entire hey, life. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry. I appreciate it. No, no, keep it going. Maybe you can talk about the whole the whole episode. Yeah. That, um, that exact I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It was not good. too hungover, I'm surprised. No, I, I well last night I it was like a sauna again in the apartment. So yeah. just steaming. You probably sweat all the alcohol. Sweat it all out and then I was ready to go for the day. But so like, for so for anyone who doesn't know, yesterday in, in recording time, yesterday for us was Australia Day. And that means that that means pretty much everyone here just gets absolutely hammered. Yeah, it's basically it's like uh, the Fourth of July for Australia. Yeah, well, except it, like it's, it's very problematic over here, so we won't, well, go, I mean, it's we won't go too far into it. Fourth <laughs> of July is the same yeah, kind of thing. It's very more true. massive scale, but um, <laughs> anyway, we got political so yeah, early in this yeah, episode. That was, that was we usually steer clear of it pretty well, but well, we did our worse there. <laughs> did our worst um, steer directly into it. What have so, you? What have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, other than drinking on Australia Day. Uh, well, I haven't done. I watched Wandavision. Like yeah. I said, I promised I One, would. One, two, three. I did. I watched all three. I promised I would. I executed. Wanda Watch. What do you think? Wanda Watch. Look, I mean, apparently the budget for this was like two hundred twenty-five million. Two hundred twenty-five million. I, I sent million. you that meme. I don't know yeah. if it's actually true. I just, um, I just take so, memes yeah. as as yeah. That's where I got all my news, right? Like. <laughs> You know, it's like one up from Facebook. That's why I political content so off the wall. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 for what that, do you think? Like, I mean, so I'm well, just I'm well, waiting for it to get crazier because if it's got yeah. that kind of budget, surely it will. Well, what we said so far, it's been like, I, how would they have spent even a million dollars? I mean, well, <laughs> what we said last week was we're gonna wait probably on the prosthetics for Paul Bettany's face. Yeah. What we said last week was we're gonna wait till it's finished and do like a proper episode on it, deep dive it. I think this is one that you're going to watch back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't notice that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of hints and weird things, but I don't yeah. I don't even know if there's like a crazy amount of foreshadowing. I think that like the fan theories are going to be right. Like she's just gone Dude, super nuts. I have got so many fan theories. Yeah, like, sorry. So I've actually made a bit of a mistake today, actually. So I, I called out comicbook.com last, on the last week's podcast yeah. as a thing that I, I actually pay a lot of attention to. They've usually got really good sources. Mm-hmm. And they've just, they've annoyingly just started a podcast as well. They're yeah. only two episodes deep though. We're 14. We're doing yeah. all right. Is it 14 yeah. or 13? I think it's third. Actually, last week would have been 13, I think. Look, I don't know. We're doing, we're doing all right, though. Look. We're doing all right, considering. Yeah, we'll, get it, we'll get it on YouTube, get the algorithms in we'll, our favor. We'll get all these things. <laughs> yeah. We're working on all these things. Podcast, pod underscore assemble on Twitter. That's what you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but so I started to listen to the, their very first podcast, and they were saying no spoilers, but oh my God, they've like some of it, because apparently the, the main dude, forgotten his name, BD, he calls himself, um, like so is fa- is DL now is fairly close to like the Marvel stuff. So like he's on set on some of the movies, oh, he, okay. and the first episode has an interview with Kevin Feige. So he's obviously pretty goddamn close. Oh, so he, he got on the podcast. Uh, yeah, they they did like a clip of it on the podcast. Oh, wow. I actually oh, turned wow. it off before that because I was like, yeah. I've I already feel like I've spoiled has a lot spoiled for me because they know they've already seen an episode ahead basically. So they're always mm-hmm. an episode ahead. And I'm a bit like some of the things I was listening to. Maybe I didn't want to know. Yeah. So I stopped. I just turned it off. I was like, I, I don't care. I want to. I want to wait and see for myself. Look, I think it'll. It, I'll be honest. Like I watched I them. Watch. I was entertained. 
to a degree. I was a bit bored at times as well because it's like super. Okay. They've like they've nailed that sitcom humor, mm. and it's funny mm. that they've nailed it in a way that's like in the MCU and jokes about powers yeah, 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 and that yeah. kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like they've actually done really well with that. Yeah, I like. But, like that. I don't care for that show. Like that kind of those yeah. kind of shows. I didn't watch. I love Lucy. Well, like I is... don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like they've done something really well that I don't that. that I mentioned. Yeah, of course. So it'll expand hopefully, and yeah. like obviously got like the first hints of that. Yeah. Um, well, the end of the last episode. Well, well, one thing that they were talking about that was interesting on the po- this other podcast that I'm not going to name, not going to name, I'm not going to give other podcast shout outs on yeah. our podcast. Why would I do that? Um, they actually were talking about the first two episodes being released together. And I found that really interesting when they were talking. They were basically saying that it must have been a market testing thing. Because if you can imagine they just put that first episode out, people would have, I would have been like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I think okay. because they put the first two out back to back and it sort of teased you into it a little bit and gave you a little bit more of the feel of it over two episodes. Yeah. As it, it's, it's building up to being absolutely crazy apparently. And um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm it's going to be like you. a seismic tone shift though. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing a really good job of like randomly intermittently, like giving yeah. you this like weird, like uh, what ang- anxious feeling. Yeah. As crazy things like don't anxiety go right. Like, so they're, they're doing that more and more, but it's, there's no matter what, which way you split it. If this becomes like a typical MCU thing, where there's all this crazy action all of a sudden it's gonna be a big tone shift <laughs> yeah well it's gonna it's be apparently building up to being crazy there's yeah. been a lot of hints that it's gonna be nuts um, um so i've one, been watching that well one yeah what, what what okay what are your very initial thoughts on what might happen well they're obviously trying to contain some kind of repercussion of the post end game stuff like where okay. she's vision's dead she's something's caused her to totally like go into some kind of mental state where she projects and cre- it almost feels like she's creating things with her own consciousness. Well, she's already reversed time twice. Yeah. And, and we, so we've seen her do that. And then we've seen her in the, in the like WandaVision show kind of be able to create things, which I don't remember that being a part of her powers. Was it in the comics? Very much so. Yeah. But it, so far in the MCU, no, it, it hasn't. So but it if may- she's losing, if she is that powerful, she doesn't know it and she's losing control of it. Then that's, no that's wonder so they're trying to contain it in that maybe. weird crazy field and and maybe there was crazy implications that have already happened where we don't know what those are yet but yeah. we're now seeing the aftermath of it of maybe. it being contained and trying to bring her out well one theory i i read was that it's actually hap- it's it's to do with vision's body yeah so like they don't mention where vision's body is after after infinity war like yeah. nothing said about it and that's some seriously like that's expensive shit like that's stark tech it's obviously vibranium like yeah. that, that doesn't, that doesn't go cheap. And if uh, someone's trying to hack it or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't really remember Age of Ultron, even though I just recently saw it. Like, wasn't the, like they created it and it's vibranium and all this stuff, but like the, the Soul Stone, which one was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, the Soul Stone. Was, or was it a Mind Stone? Right, yeah. it's a Mind Stone because Loki used it to, um, anyway, put Hawk, being, Hawk that was what powered it up and made it really crazy, right? Before it was just like this cool tech mixed with, uh, what's his name? Jarvis, Jarvis. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's important, you're right, it's, it, but it, at the end of the day, like the big thing is already destroyed. The thing that was like really powering it. But so I wonder but that if was that... A point, that was a point at the end of Infinity War when yeah. they were when they were trying to get the stone out, but yep. maintain his person, his, his his well, his mind, his yeah. his memories, his sort of soul, if you want to say. That was the the whole point of that. We're going way too far off topic here, but anyway. like initially excited to see what happens. Not excited, kind of. Oh, I mean, like I'm more intrigued than I thought I'd be, but okay. I'm still, you know. I mean, it's it, yeah. I'm I'm happy that it's on Disney Plus. If this was a movie and you were a third way through of it, would you say initially you think it's better or worse than Aquaman 28? <laughs> it's too hard to say now. It's too you're hard. You're a third to say. of the way through. But Just I'll, make it make a. Are a we really a third way? But I think this is like totally. We're, we're like we're still we're at the end of the intro. 
You know what I mean? But I, I'll say that it seems more well thought out. We've already had twins. <laughs> it's more well thought out. Like I, I, I'm intrigued to see where it's going, and I feel yeah, like fair. it will be more uh, fair. Like it will be like it will have an arc. There will be things that were planned. Yeah, as I'm opposed to like I'm super excited. To like goes. the ending's not going to lag on. It's going to be like a true climax. It's not going to be like fucking Wonder Woman. You know, <laughs> or just kept going and like <laughs> Beat you, down and you lost and interest. Like you, it's building intrigue and yeah. interest, okay. which is good. So you watched that. What else have we been up to this this last week? Then oh. you must have been up to other things. Yeah, you, you know, must I've, have done things and stuff. I did stuff. You've pl- been playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we've been playing that. It's dude, so that's, it's a really good game. You, you obviously awesome. know this, but I I played Breath of the Wild with Dre a little bit last week. We, we played like fifteen minutes max, yeah. and I was so like into it in those fifteen minutes that I've gone and bought myself a goddamn Switch <laughs> to play this game. It's really cool, and I'm just like, how has this happened? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I'm I mean, like drawn into it. You, you'll love it, dude. The only the only thing I would criticize it on is there's like limited voice acting, which kind of yes. it's kind of gets annoying. It's a hit Whoa. a through all the dialogue. I don't want to read it. It's not that engaging. Well, conversely, I've been playing yeah. a little bit of that last remnant game that I've told you about, and I've, yeah. I've not a lot of time to play it. To be honest with you, super busy with work and stuff. But I played a little bit of it, and everything everything in that is voice acted. And it's because it's little old, it's 2008. Yeah. It's really fucking annoying. It's like, <laughs> like the there are points where you're just like, some of this dialogue doesn't even make sense. Like, why are you yeah. even saying this? Like, I mean, like, there's two sides to every coin, but it's because <laughs> yeah. every part of the game is so well executed on the other side. But then on the other, like, the other side of the coin is like, I get it. They're trying to, like, maintain that classic Nintendo yeah. feel. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Which, and I love the shell say, the cell shaded style of it. That's super cool. It's like beautiful. The art is beautiful. Like the story is meant to be super intense and deep. The story is good. I mean, it's the... like the same story always with Zelda, but like you're more engaged because there's like yeah. it's it's more like there's a well bunch of there's a bunch of cool fan theories about Zelda that it's all technically the same story, and it's different generations. So I tried passing the story on. Yeah, I tried to like understand the the, the lore, lore of it Zelda. Is absurd. Yeah, it's mad. So there's like a 20 minute video on it, and I was just like oh, more confused. I've watched it. I've watched things like in the past, and it's it's, yeah. it's way too much. And I just gave up. But I I what I do the combat is so fun. All right. The like just exploring oh. is fun. You feel super empowered to yeah. get anywhere. It's yeah, just yeah. like really fun game. It's like yeah, it's it's like Cause Red it's more, Dead, yeah. but more accessible to the average gamer because oh, right, cool. it's not so slow. And oh, like there's nice. a, you you feel more empowered to get where you want to go, do what you want to do. Because it's one of those wow. games that you can finish, as not as soon as you start, but essentially you can. If you are good enough, you can go off and fight the final boss yeah. pretty much as soon as it lets know. you out. You'd be able to go do it. I honestly don't know if people can. I'm sure somebody <laughs> I'm sure, on YouTube. I'm sure is, there's a speedrun on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure. Me. I, I'm down to Google that once I've actually beaten it. Yeah. I don't want to like have it spoiled, but yeah, uh, I'm sure someone's tried. But to do that with three hearts, bro, you basically just can't get hit. Yeah, I mean, once. you just have to be like super into the combat, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, the other thing I've been up to, I've been doing this week, haven't been doing yet. Uh, actually, I did this ages ago. I just forgot to tell you, I bought the original two Arkham games, so Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yep. So I bought them ages ago, and I'm waiting for them to arrive. I'm like, wait with bated breath. I'm like so excited because I mean, my brother, my brother played these games years ago. And was giving me all the love about them, telling me how great they are and how They're much really I had to well play They're really well-reviewed, uh, well, I that, remember. I, a lot of the combat from Spider-Man ah. essentially hails from this. Like, that's the that's that's essentially the sort of background for it. Yeah. It would appear. Like, I'm, I'm not saying... Is it the same ri- developer? I don't, th- don't think so. Hmm. Probably should know this. But inspired by. Fair enough. I would like to... I would, I would say it's probably inspired by from what yeah. I've seen anyway. Well, anyway... This week, have you seen all the big announcements, including that Black Widow is going to be delayed 
again. I did not see that. Yeah, that's that kind of sucks. Um, I mean, this is reported all over the all over the web. Well, but like everything got delayed, though. That, well, everything every, we talked about two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I was going to go through this and say the things that got delayed, but I, I deleted a bunch because, like, a lot got delayed. We can just say everything. Like it's, everything. It, well, I mean, I think the big one really is Black Widow in this case. I mean, m- partly for our main topic for for this conversation today, but also because it put it's going to push back everything. All the movies. Does that also mean that it's going to push back the TV shows that are supposed to come out? I mean, probably Loki doesn't. It doesn't matter for, but things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So many things rely on each other in the MCU. That's which what is I'm why saying. It's good, and so you're right. They're, they're just going to be sitting on all this content. Well, they've it's said crazy. this week that the new the new Disney movie I've completely forgotten. It's something about a dragon. It's gonna. It's broken my head. I was reading about this just a minute ago. That's been going to be put on to Disney Plus, but at like a premium price, so at thirty dollars again. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these things whereby. Do they put it on there for $30 and just hope hope that people watch it? Is this going to be another test to see whether it's worth putting Black Widow on there? It's like, yeah, they can't I'm, push it back that much longer. Otherwise, sure, they can't release other stuff. Dude, I'm sure they're like plugged into their like snowflake machine learning They absolutely, yeah. And absolutely, just th- yeah. that's actually like probably the primary use case for those guys is like testing that kind of stuff across different mediums. It's, it's interesting. They're going to have like a crazy... Um, they're going to have to debate between two revenues, right? Yeah, like Because they, they have like the traditional TV model and it's like all these different arms of the yeah. octopus and how do they all enable each other? I don't know. It's an interesting debate like, for them. It's like Hydra. Yeah, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm excited to like have more shit on Disney Plus. Eventually. I'm absolutely It'll all end up there. So yeah, At some point it will. Yeah. Well, did you hear this week that IGN are uh, reporting that Jurassic World Domain, the, the upcoming end of the trilogy for the Jurassic World, mm-hmm. is going to be a culmination of all six films in the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah, I mean, ret- <laughs> retcon. I think... Uh, I know, culminations, it's going to bring everything together. It's going to be like a big old like celebration. The only way they, oh, the only way they can Sam do Mears that effectively it? is with some retcon. I feel like I don't know. Well, in the last in in the last one, I think they again all the dinosaurs ended up getting out into the wild. And so now into, it's like the again, lost. yeah, yeah. Like uh, did that? When did that happen? I think they did that in the third one. In the third one, we saw like we saw like the pterodactyls flying away. That yes. was it. But now there's like a lot in the wild. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, well, I think I actually in the third one, I think you saw the dinosaurs make it onto land. I can't honestly fucking remember. Like, well, no. The, also in the second so one, they brought the T Rex, but they got it back. They take it back and. Anyway, they take it back. It's Come it. on, T Rex. Yeah. Come with me. I'll watch it because Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park. It's kind of like an iconic. Well, here's one you'll love, and I'm pretty sure you will have seen this week because IGN was just going crazy this week. Did you hear that HBO are developing another prequel we to Game of Thrones? We just talked about oh, Game of Thrones. Another prequel so to Game of Thrones. I thought you were going to say the other one. No, the no. One we just talked about last week about potentially redoing Harry Potter, which we can get to that next. We will. We will talk um, about it in a moment. But like, but, this is apparently based on the tales of Duncan Egg. Now, I don't know huge amount about this but i do know that george R. R. martin was very thorough in saying that this is one thing i do not want to be made into a tv show <laughs> well i think he said <laughs> i think he actually said i don't want it made into a tv show until i finish them because he's got like right. three or four more interesting and uh like duncan eggtails yeah that he's planned to like write i've so read him people butchering it like they did his actual work. i mean i don't know if he said that before <laughs> or after season eight but i'm guessing probably yeah. around that time uh I did see that. I thought I also saw something saying they're thinking about doing a prequel that covers Robert's Rebellion. Yeah, I've read that as well. I don't really 
care to see because mm-hmm. that's so integrated into the original story. It needs to be. That 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 is a part of the original. Yeah, that's a huge like song of, of ice and fire story. Like that's a it shouldn't be separate because it's revealed as it needs to be to show you like what you need to know when you need to know it. Absolutely. Um, by the by the way, everyone, this could be a news episode alone. Like yeah. we could riff on this all night. Like yeah. there's so much news that's come out. You just mentioned a moment we got Harry Potter. Do you want to talk? Yeah, well, that's that's that? crazy. That there's like no details on it at all yeah it's like well, an it's unnamed harry potter project. very early yeah. development they're like just they have writers just spitballing who knows yeah. what it'll be will it be a part of like harry potter world or like the wizarding world they this call was it. this was announced by the hollywood reporter which is usually a really good source oh i'm sure that so those conversations but... are happening so like here's what i want it to be oh yeah here's what it won't be okay <laughs> i'd be down for them to just redo it and every book is a season could do I would be down for that. I'd watch that. Like exactly would, how we discussed it uh, last week. What we talked about, that would be awesome. Like you'd be doing the books justice. You'd be doing all the characters justice. Yeah. It'd be sweet. That's what they should do. They won't do that. They They'll won't. do some other thing, a part of like the, you know, Fantastic Beast world or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Down if the line though, I hope they do that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's loosely tied to the video game they're bringing out. Because you know they're bringing out the RPG In video like the game. the 1800s or whatever. Yeah, like it's just hundreds of years before yeah. the main actual thing. It's just based in that world and it's around different characters different heroes that'd be pretty cool it'd though. be cool but it's like how do you get like the writers have to be ace like it's harry potter doesn't have that much like oh it's got so much lore she's it's made got up. so much lore but like <laughs> she's absolutely made up but she hasn't like uh did you know the one about wizards used to just shit themselves and then they would just magic it away that can't be true she literally she did not say that Look it up. What back in like the, the yeah, yeah. way caveman yeah, 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 yeah. days no no in like the in like the merlin times uh, Anyway, <laughs> she, she's come under a lot of fire recently. Actually, she's, I don't know if you've yeah, seen she's that. She's not having a great time right yeah. now. Um, Look, there's so much news. Let me let me let me tell you a couple more just while we, we're riffing away. So one that I think we we actually talked about a little bit last week was that apparently Christopher Nolan reportedly has no interest in working with Warner Brothers anymore, following their HBO Max announcements for all their movies, which is ooh kind of brutal because he's a bit of a tentpole for them. Like I mean, they've like, kind of let him do his own thing. Like surely they let him b- put his movie in a theater. Why? What's he on about? I don't. Uh, what is he just mad that the studios like are doing what's modern? I think I think it's just that he's mad that they've gone behind everyone's backs and just like he doesn't want to. He like, su- in the back. Su- He doesn't want to support a studio that's gonna go straight to streaming. Well, dude, there's every mm. studio that's any studio is gonna be doing that. They so have I guess to. you could go work with indie, indie people who then license it out. But Maybe he'll retire. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I hope not, actually. Sorry, Chris. Well, there's some, pretty fu- there's some pretty fun <laughs> stuff coming up here then. Did you did you hear this week that Matt Damon has joined the, the cast of Thor, Love and Thunder? Now, this is interesting because he was actually in Thor Ragnarok playing... Um, so you know, so you know in Thor Ragnarok... Hey, no, no, no. You know in Thor Ragnarok when, when Loki is pretending to be Odin? Yes. And Thor comes back and he's doing a play of his, his death. Yeah. That's Matt Damon playing playing Loki in the in the play. Really? So he is literally I'm this up. You wanna you wanna take a second to just look that no, up? No, no, go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah, well I, I just wanna like see what it looks like. I didn't well, notice would, that. Well you wouldn't expect they'd pay all that money to get Matt Damon in front of the crap like tiny cameo. Yeah, what like, happened? That's there? stupid. Like he must be having a bigger part in this, surely. I mean, maybe he was just like maybe it's like a joke. Maybe you just know someone that like you wanna come in and do it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think about all they'd have to do to get over here, like quarantining for fourteen days. Fuck that man, that's so much effort. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you remember the scene? <laughs> I do remember the scene, but I don't remember. It's the scene where he's dying. Oh my God, it is him. <laughs> it is him, And yeah. you can totally tell having like now seen it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. How did I not catch that? But I remember it was quite funny, that scene. It was hilarious. Yeah. Other news, there's like a Knights of the Old Republic rumor that they're going to make a new game for Star Wars, which mm. is the one we talked about a few episodes Didn't back. Didn't hear that. 
Um, yeah. Speaking speaking of games, did you hear that Resident Evil: The Village was announced? Yeah, well, it was on, it, it had already been announced. But oh, okay, they, they put out like a bunch of gameplay. To be honest, like Tra- pop a trailer. The, yeah. Uh, so Resident Evil does this weird thing where they have like almost they just retcon everything and they like re remake remakes like yeah, yeah. and remakes and remakes and so the new it's ones exception. yeah remakeception the uh, the new ones they've been doing like the last yeah rebootuation <laughs> of like whatever I don't even know how you call that when it's a remake of a video game but the seven and eight so villages seven or villages eight I think it's seven yeah. Either way, the last two that they've done, like that were numbered in the series that yep. were taking it forward, were first person, um, first person survival horror, which is not its okay. traditional like, uh, it's not where it came from. Yep, and it's like completely separate story. Honestly, it shouldn't even be Resident called Evil, a Resident Evil game. Yeah. It should be like some kind of spinoff. Okay, where but uh, they keep calling them. So I'm not really as excited. I didn't play the one before that. I don't really like the first person vibe. Right. It looks amazing. Did and you what, ever play uh, PT? Which one's that now? So PT is a, a, a it's, it's our old favorite Guillermo del Toro. Mm. So he created a playable trailer for a Resident Evil game that he was going to make, mm. and it was put on the PlayStation Store. It was it was on there for like a few weeks, and then it got pulled. I've got no idea. I can't remember the story, but it got pulled, and it's like so sought after this this playable playable demo. Mm. It looks it looks like the best thing you've ever seen. Like if you think about all like, Guillermo del Toro stuff, like how fucking crazy like his yeah. like visuals are he has the horror down to a t yeah uh, i think he might even have the dude who does metal gear solid kojima in there as well from memory but like you you, you can buy playstation 4s with that like that uh, playable demo for like thousands of dollars right it's, wow. it's ridiculous look i mean like it, the game looked great they're taking it in a new direction yeah i don't know if i'll play it maybe i will they what I do like is that like what they do Capcom because they do these remakes now they're remaking their old ones to service yeah, yeah. both audiences the people that like the new ones and then the people that like the third person view ones oh, okay. they're remaking those ones so those are the ones I've been playing okay interesting and they're gonna remake Resident Evil Four that's cool and they're gonna use like it's also gonna kind of set in a village part of the game so obviously they're just like reusing some of the content and like <laughs> they've done this a bunch in the past so I'm pretty excited for that it'll be awesome this but, is this is so funny by the way so for like for for listeners to the show like. We've had really dodgy microphone stands the entire time, and Dre's actually quite vocal with his, with, like, with his hand gestures. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just like, he's really excited. I almost had to like spike down the mic. <laughs> yeah. Tommy's probably tripping, like he's gonna spike oh, the mic. It's hilarious. Um, all right, yeah. all right, couple, couple more from me. Did you hear that the Lord of the Rings game Gollum? I did. Is coming out, but it's also been delayed. It's been delayed. I also didn't even know there was a game, but it's me now that it looks crap. Saying, it doesn't look that good. It looks dire. But it will be really. It, like the concept is interesting. It's like Prince of Persia meets like Splinter Cell stealth mechanics. I, and I was like, in a Lord of the Rings game, like, how, I, how do you play a game where you know the main character's gonna die? I mean, I think that's less of an issue as, as nah. like how do you play a game where there's like so little combat you're just sneaking around the whole time? Okay. Like I'd be bored eventually. But, like, this is probably not marketed to, like, the normal person. It's just probably, like, big Lord of the Rings fans will buy it. Yeah, but it's still going to make money. Like, you're not just going to make a game for a niche audience. Like, you well, I mean, maybe it doesn't cost it. that much. It's just, like, a stealth game. It's like, mm. How crazy could the mechanics be? I don't know. Oh, no, it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe, I, I, maybe I saw that, and I was like, I'll never play it. But, but I did, it is Lord of the Rings, so I'll talk about it. I did see the trailer, and the, the graphics of Gollum look significantly worse than the movie Gollum, which was, yeah, what, 2005? I, I noticed that, too. I was like, is this on, like, the Switch or something? Yeah, what the I, hell like, is this played on? Like, this <laughs> and is And then it dire. was like, no, Xbox, PlayStation, all the big ones. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. All right, last last two from me, then. Did you, did you hear this week that they have announced a prequel 
to The Witcher, yes, which is coming out on Netflix. Oh, you sent that to me. Which is <laughs> I should play along. Yes, I did. I did not hear about that. No, you sent that to me, and we talked about it. And I'm just I, my initial take was like, "Fuck, man, another like what prequel? Like this series is deliberately trying to confuse everyone. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Like, why?" And then I was like, my second take was like, actually, like this will kind of help. They still fucked up the original one with a different timeline. They didn't need to do that. I don't think, but they could have just done it more simply and just done everything in order and just done slower releases uh, and had like a smaller season or really? something. But my point, my second take was this will actually help. Like, I don't know how you do this any other way. Either you do it the way where like really, really professional shows that like are really well written, do it where you find out about all the lore and the previous history kind of as you're going through the show, the way well, Game of a, Thrones did. Movie. Yeah, so so like you either do it like the way Game of Thrones did, where you hear about like Robert's Rebellion and certain parts of it as the show is going on, and it builds the lore, and you don't know everything, and they reveal things as you're supposed to learn them to like surprise you mm. and subvert your expectations, right? Because the first season did not do that very well. Of what? The Witcher. No, so my point is maybe <laughs> they're just not up to the task, right? And so they're going to do it more like the MCU way, right. which is like nothing wrong with it where they just bit they just do a bunch of content that shows you the prequels and you the people that really care will learn more about it watch that and then understand more about the core world well, let's 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 get benny hoff and weiss in from uh, game of thrones <laughs> let's bring them back to ruin something else we love <laughs> but uh I, I actually thought all right fair enough and this is actually going to help people understand it a lot more basically it's like goes through like the what they call the conjunction of spheres in the world and that's like when monsters were created which okay. is why witchers were needed to be created, which is like, and right. then like thousands of years later, you have the world that Geralt's in. You're going to see how that happened. So witchers the were created world. then? Yes. Witchers are huh. created, like they're basically by mutant humans okay. by elves to go kill monsters because they oh, have all these extra. By elves? Yeah. And the elves, this Ooh. is going to tell the story of all the elves and how they actually, eventually humans take over yeah, I knew and that persecute part. them. I knew elves had been. Yeah. So this is going to tell the story of like how they were, went before the fall, really. Okay. How it happens. Okay, how interesting. Yeah. There you go. Well, there are some interesting things in that thing we absolutely uh, <laughs> wrote off a second ago. Is, is there anything else you, you saw that I hadn't seen? Uh, nothing crazy other than like the guy that played Green Goblin apparently yes. won't be returning. I was going to say Which I didn't, that. never saw. This is so. my favorite news <laughs> all week, by the way. The, really? fact, the fact that someone has actually come out and said they're not going to be in this fucking movie that's apparently got the entire Every Hollywood single one. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, da- I Dane feel Dehan. left out. Dane <laughs> was just like, I don't want to be part of this. Like he, no, I think he wanted to. He said, no, I, I would have liked well. to be, but I don't know the how they do it. That was basically a code word for me. Like, so they didn't want yeah. to. Like, <laughs> you weren't invited to the party. To be honest, man, his character was so bad. His character was worse than goddamn blue Jamie Foxx. Like, it was so bad. And he doesn't have the, uh, you know, the acting chops and, and history of Jamie Foxx. He, so he wasn't great. So they don't give him the he benefit of the great. doubt to be returning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all for news. Yeah, I think well, that's every, everything I heard this yeah. week. Anyway, like I quite enjoyed this week's news. There was so there was so much. Like I honestly could have riffed about that for so much longer. Same. So Tommy, main topic theme. Yeah, main I, topic. I beat theme. you to it. You time. did, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't beat me to the intro, so uh, it's it's all good. It's fair. <laughs> well, this, um, last week we actually had a couple of messages from a couple of people, including friend of the show Steve, one of our favorites, yeah. who messaged in and said they would like us to talk a little bit about the Eternals movie and potentially where it might go. And, you know, what it might mean for the MCU. Yeah. So we're going to break this down into a couple of different ways. We're going to quickly, I think, go through like, hey, brief history of the Eternals. Wow. Yeah. The, <laughs> like the comics, what were they? And then uh, some stuff about the movie that we know, you know, castings and, and what we think about them and, and that kind of stuff, yep. characters and their place in it. 
And then maybe a bit of postulating. Postulating? Oh, postulating. Postulating. Now we still know the big words. Last week you were giving, giving me large for Theorizing. throwing out a few English words. They weren't big. They were just very English. Yeah, well, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty sophisticated word by your standards. Postulating. <laughs> by your standards, um, mate. Well, uh, yeah, so basically, long story short, we don't know a lot about this film. Yeah. There is very little come out. So like Dre, like Dre from Across the Pond says... We're just going to chat a little bit about the things that might come up, might come up a little bit about the characters, a bit about the actors. What we'd love to know, though, is like what you guys think, what you guys think is going to happen. So let us know at the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know at Twitter at uh, pod underscore assemble. Pod I'm going to get there eventually. <laughs> One of us can do it. We'll get there eventually. Pod underscore assemble. We'll get there. Yeah, let us know what you think. We'd love to know. So go on, Dre. Start us off. So I guess like the... Eternals like created in the seventies by Jack Kirby. I don't yeah. know, you know a bit more about him, but um, oh, he's a, he's a legend of the comic yeah. industry. Well, he was DC. I read that, and then he like stopped doing DC and came back to Marvel. So long story yeah. short, Jack Kirby was essentially seconded to Stanley with everything at Marvel, and he felt underappreciated. He went off and worked for DC for a little while. He got some notoriety yeah. doing some comics, including the New Gods, which was this big universal expansion and big epic enemies and then he came back to marvel and created a very similar thing the eternals. the eternals yeah they're basically this fictional offshoot race of humans that were created by like as a part of the evolutionary process on earth but also because of celestials which we remember from the guardians of the galaxy yeah. volume two well both so they they, they yeah. caught in both so they were in the first one if you remember when the collector was explaining to them what they what the power stone was part of the oh, yeah. infinity stones and you they cropped up within it's his a dead celestial they were also in a yeah, dead celestial's yeah. head so they've that. come up a couple of times they were also ego the living planet in that respect was a celestial yeah and the celestials essentially did a bunch of experiments on human beings which created two different the, the well, eternals created a bunch of different well yeah stuff, in the right? in the comics like it's yeah. a, it's the trigger for all basically the trigger, their experimentation was the trigger for all like powers and humans yes. that happen. So it didn't necessarily make them eternal. That came later. So yeah. we'll touch on that in a moment. But what happened was their experimentation essentially gave humans the ability to get superhuman powers. Yeah. And it's right. the basis for a lot of the things yeah. that come in the future of uh, Marvel Comics. And in, and in my research, our research, things that we were looking at, it's really interesting seeing you know different parts, different parts of the Marvel universe that are affected by this. So this experimentation. Not necessarily just on humans, but on different races as well. Create all kinds of different krill. The krill? krill. What is it? The, what is it called? <laughs> the krill. Create. Create. Yeah. A- <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> what, the, what is it? The skrill? What are they? Create. The well, they create the scroll. The scrolls. Scroll. <laughs> oh god! Every they also one. created what are often known as the Eternals' sort of enemies, which are the Deviants. Not, a, one, fan, not a fan of that name. Terrible name. I hope they change Eternals that. Eternals is a bad name as well, though. Eternals, I don't mind as much. No, dreadful. It seems epic. Deviants sounds like like some guy was peeing at a park, <laughs> and like he got caught, and he's. The deviants. It's very campy and it's like it has a very negative charge to it. Well, the other Creepy thing, charge. and I want to mention this before we move on from this, the other thing that was created with these experiments on humans was the X gene, which we know now in the comics created has created mutants. The ability for the mutations. Well, to yeah, to occur. it was it was what created the, yeah. the ability to mutate. Now, interesting that we were talking about one division and all that stuff before and mutant genes and how this is all going to come together yeah, at some point well, it's going to be so interesting in the comics it, that it, it's like the progenitor to all that so like yeah. obviously that you know with with x-men now being a property they could use we could totally see that and also the the x-men come up in the comics as like 
a crossover with them. The uh, like avatar yeah, adversaries. I think it's like the apocalypse one. There's, there's something that with happens. The Eternals. Yeah, they okay. like, fight them. Then it also comes like Thor go, comes into play. And there's a new Thor movie coming out, so they have a lot of stuff they could use. Yeah, well, the Eternals. Um, usually, I I mean they they only had a few issues in the seventies. Yeah, so it was like it was like a handful. It was like very few. But then they've been more relevant in like more more recent years, and they've they've teamed up with the Avengers in many forms. So it's really interesting, you know. And they, I think they also like I read that they got like Thanos got retconned as like being an Eternal in some of the older so ones. He, so we'll so he so he so he is the offspring of a, an Eternal and a Deviant essentially. Ah, okay. So he has the Deviant gene, and that's why he's all purple and weird because the Deviants have these sort They're of mutations. Okay. Yeah, it's great. That's really interesting, and a lot of it comes back to that snap. I think so. I think like that. Yeah, yeah. All the snaps that went down. Yeah, all the maracas you played I over there. Am Iron Man. <laughs> I actually think the "I am inevitable" line is like iconic. Like so it's so good. I don't know. That, is that must be from the comic comics? But if it's not, it's really well done. Josh like, Josh Brolin's made that shit. Yeah, song. I am inevitable. I, lo- I I loved him in that. So um, well, the interesting thing, and this so right. One thing I did did realize when I was reading reading up on this was they were actually originally only long lived. They weren't weren't yeah, quite they, they weren't quite eternal. Immortal. But yeah, yeah, what happened was essentially their previous leader Kronos accidentally unleashed a surge of cosmic energy, which gave them all you know infinite lives and heightened their superpowers. But what I found really interesting about that was that sounds a hell of a lot like the the origins of the Fantastic Four, who we also know are coming into the into the uh, into the movie universe very soon. Yeah, they were hit by a cosmic rays when they were in space. And that gave them their superpowers. And I just wonder if there's going to be a lot of like looping arcs in all these stories. Like, so the, of course there is. It's MC. This is why they're doing it. Love it. Right? Love the idea. Yeah. Maybe the snap woke the Eternals up from whatever they, whatever slumber they were in. And maybe the cosmic, maybe it's the same cosmic burst coming back to Earth that hits the Fantastic Four and gives them their power. Who knows? Like, that's I, what, I was, I well, that's really what I was thinking. I was like, how are they going to like prep? Like, how are they going to start this story? Are the Eternals going to even remember that they were Eternals? Or are they going to wake up well, and be like, and we're going to get like these normal origin stories of like people that are just living normal lives. Well, let's get into that yeah. in a little bit. There's, there's, it's, there's, it's there's stuff we can talk about in that. What, I, what I'd love to talk about a little bit then is just the, maybe we'll talk about the characters a little bit first. Okay. Yeah. If that's all right with you. Because I think that they're, one of the characters is really interestingly quite linked to what you just said well so like, this this movie coming out oh, so you go i was just gonna say like before we even get into the characters the idea of the film like the kevin feige feige i always forget his name feige 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 uh he he basically <laughs> <laughs> it give me a laugh again while i'm drinking <laughs> uh, they, they, they basically like marvel really want to do this like ancient alien trope that you have in sci-fi fantasy where it's like aliens populated the earth. And like, that's why they, they really wanted to do that. Interesting. And part of it, like you'll see that a lot of these characters yeah. names are like these kind of mythic heroes or people from like ancient mythos, um, gods and things like that. Yeah. And so I have a feeling part of what they're going to play on is like these people from history that we hear about, yeah. like Icarus, like, uh, yeah, it's funny. You know, funny Kratos, ma- yeah, like, funny mention was that. actually, were actually these Eternals back in the day before they woke up or funny you mention that yeah. because we can talk about this all day, but there was, so there's a, a lot of Greek mythology linked in there. And there's really interesting that a lot of the Eternals through the years of their lives have been mistaken for various gods. So it's really interesting when we, when we go through yeah. and I mentioned a couple when we get there, uh, one thing I'm going to quickly mention before we jump into that, though, is this is really interesting. We sort of mentioned this last week. I mentioned that I was really keen to see the ground level stuff in the MCU again, get that real ground, like that real feeling of being on Earth, not 
everyone's fucking hyper powered. Yeah. Um, but what, it, what apparently I was reading today is that they're splitting it into both the ground level stuff and the cosmic stuff. So you're getting this sort of like, for want of a better thought of a character, you're getting this daredevil level, sort of like New York gritty stuff. And then, but you're also getting the crazy cosmic stuff. And this is what's pushing that forward. For sure. Well, these guys, the one thing I was, I'm worried about, these guys all sound so overpowered. So overpowered. So like, I even kind of looks like a blonde super. I, I don't know how they're going to handle like, it. Like, come on. Yeah. The, and hopefully the outfits change because the outfits were not that cool looking. I, I don't think. No. Oh, the, the updated ones are okay. Anyway. Um, well, anyway, this, this film is supposedly coming out 5th of November, which is definitely going to happen. Now we know. Yeah. Now we know that. Uh, it was supposed to come out Black in February. Well, originally. I mean, yeah, but I mean, uh, they were all supposed to come out my, my point is like, like, February, that's like next month. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, but I mean, like Black Widow was supposed to come out a year ago too. So, like, but I don't, but I don't even think it finished filming until like late twenty twenty. Anyway, I digress. Well, anyway, so it's directed by Chloe Zhao, who I don't know a lot about her. I looked her up. She directed a film called Nomad and a film called yeah. The Rider that both had incredibly high IMDb scores. But I, I don't know a huge what? amount about this. And this film, for for me, the most I know about this film is when uh, this when this film was announced, Kamal Namjani got a lot of shit online for getting ripped, which is crazy, crazy thing for the film to be known for. Wait, so he got ripped for being he, fit for the role. He got beefed up to be in the role, right? Yeah. You know Kamal Namjani. Yeah, he's, he's the funny. He's going to be yeah, the funny hilarious. guy. He's like a Bollywood actor. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, and it's re- and there were some very interesting internet reactions, and a lot of people were sort of saying, you know, it's interesting when Henry Cavill beefs up that oh, you look great, and when. When a man of color does it, it's oh, you must be using steroids. It's like, come on, guys. Well, Henry Cavill's for sure using steroids. Let's be I, honest. I mean, there's no way. Definitely he's on that the big. human growth hormone without yeah. a question. There's no way like, someone's met out a question. Homeboy's arms are the size of like they're double Both my of head. our heads yeah. put together. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. I have a big head. So. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh, point being, you do have a large head. Point being, uh, she. So she, you're talking about Chloe's out. She. Yes. Uh, she basically, you know, approached them for this movie. Did you know that? I did not know that. She she basically gave a pitch deck to Amazing. Kevin Feige. Feige, Feige, Feige. At least you know who he is. Kevin Flair. Unlike all the different Chris's yeah. in Hollywood, he have yeah. no idea. Kevin Flair, and he uh, and basically like Feige. he was so impressed by what she'd done, they were worried someone else was gonna super up for a big movie contract, and they like got her right away. That's for so a pitch interesting. Deck. I did not and hear that. Her films include like like as you said, Nomad, Nomad Land, and Songs of My Brother, a bunch of other. They're all about like marginalized groups for their time. And funny that like she's executed that so well because this is going to be the first MCU movie with like an openly gay character. Yeah, wow. Potentially a deaf character. There is a deaf character. So yeah. it's she seems well equipped to kind of so, tackle that. Well, all right, let's 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 jump into the, the casting because yeah. the cast is not only stacked. That's why I'm excited. But for it this. is so much di- so there's so yeah. much diversity in this, right? What I'm what I'm gonna do is we're gonna go through them. I'm gonna tell you. What I, oh God, there are so many of them. I'm going to tell you the actor. We're then going to quickly touch on the character uh, and then maybe just a tiny bit about them and their backstory. And you can fill in a lot of blanks. You've done a lot of research on these. So let's yeah. start with Salma Hayek's character, Ajak, who is commonly known as the leader of the Eternals. Now, she's obviously known from Dogma, the film Frida, and I just wanted to throw a funny one in there for the sake of it, the Muppets. Like, she's, <laughs> she's pretty fucking well known. She's yeah. an incredible actress throughout Hollywood. Um, and Ajak, Ajak is a yeah. character from Greek mythology. It's it's uh, exactly. Odyssey. Yeah, like I think it was that. So back in the the comic book character was actually a guy. I think they switched this. Yeah, one I was going to gonna mention that. Yeah, yeah, that is a, that is a gender swap. So there's actually a lot of gender swapping in here, and I'm so down for Fine. that. I yeah. think this is a very male stacks 
um, team. Yes. And I don't think it needs to be. No, it's better. And when what's interesting? Yeah, what's interesting is I actually went back and I watched the Comic Con, um, the Comic Con panel when mm-hmm. this was all announced. And Selma Hayek was saying that you know she brings a lot of like a motherly feel to the to, to leading the group. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. It's so different because we've had sort of male leaders throughout the MCU: Captain America, Tony Stark. You know, these are all very macho males. Yeah. So it's interesting to have that different dynamic and being super powerful. It's going to be interesting because oh well, we know well I, we, we didn't mention before, but they all, all the Eternals essentially have a makeup. So basically, all the Eternals have the same power set and some have the, and they all have the ability to sort of focus on one and hype it up. So they all have, let me go, go through the super. But I didn't quick. realize that they all have the same powers. I thought they had they're like special all, They're basically ones. all Superman, but they all have the ability, they, they all have the ability to sort of focus on one and I hope they improve that. that area. Me too. Because, but so they can all do, all their cells contain cosmic energy, which means they're capable of flight, teleportation, telepathy, telekinesis, creating illusions, shooting cosmic rays, it's a harness molecules, which means they can regenerate their bodies. They can, they're pretty much just all the superpowers. Yeah. Right? So the problem with that is from my perspective is like, what, what's going to be that? You well, also like eternal as what well, di- so. differentiates them. Exactly. So like, I think well, they what will... differentiates them is these niche specialties. Like yeah. you mentioned, like one of them's, a, one of them's like a cosmic inventor. And yeah. So, so do you know, do you know Ajax's speciality? I have it here somewhere. She can actually communicate with, with the, the celestials. celestials. Yeah, she's like and the she's scholar. the only one who can do that. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting. So that kind of makes her the leader of the group. So when when there's this cosmic level threat that needs dealing with, they go to they they go to her and say. I'm just gonna say her because I don't care. Like she is that character for me now. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if about the comics. I'm never gonna promise I do know <laughs> anything about this. Uh, so yeah, so they they go to her and she makes a decision whether to to wake up and commune with the Eternals, which I love that idea. What do you yeah, think? No, I think it's I think that the, having these specialties actually be something that drives the story and gives these people yeah, agency is what they need to do. Otherwise, it will be really boring. I do think they'll turn it back though, big time. They like, need to, and also much. like they need to make it more about like what each character represents. And yes. I think, yeah, I think they plan. Agreed. I don't think they'll mess this up, man, because they got so many good people to sign so on. How people. like how would you get them to sign on? It couldn't have just been on the MCU's like clout alone. I mean, maybe, but well, that's that was a really interesting point that I came up on that podcast I was talking about before. Like you, yeah. like you don't sign all these people. Like I'm just going to quickly rattle off some names: Summer Hayek, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, uh, Camille Nanjiani, um, Kit Harrington. Kit, Kit Harrington, not actually Nintendo. We'll talk about that in a minute. But like uh, Dong Lee, you don't sign these people to one year to, to one picture deals. So the Eternals must be big yeah. in their plans, right? No. Sure. So that was what A, like my first, my takeaways from this were I have them like listed. A, because they kind of said as much, they yeah. did it at some point. It, this gives them a big diverse set of characters to cast, introduce, and start gardening a big, huge story with, right? Okay. So like, they've already basically said that this is going to be one of the foundational layers of like the new phase. Interesting. Um, all right, okay, then, so tell me about then Rob Stark's character. He's going to be Rob Stark for the rest <laughs> of the time. That's all he is. So Richard Madden, obviously known for Game of Thrones and The Bodyguard. I'm sure you've seen The Bodyguard, right? Yes, it's good. Did you enjoy it? I did. It's good. It's really weird hearing him with his actual Scottish accent. I heard it before, so I was prepared. Right, right, right. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I had seen him in interviews and stuff, and so I was prepared, yeah. Yeah, so actually that was, that was a recommendation from uh, my mum, which is... Which I'm, you know, she's got great taste in TV. She was like, "You should watch this," and I was like, it okay. was, "I just heard it just went viral." Right yeah, it when went it came crazy. out, everyone watched it. So that was while I was away traveling. That was while I was in South America, so I didn't actually pick up on any of the hype. And then I came back, and I was like, "You have to watch this." I was yeah. Like, okay. 
But yeah. um, so he is basically their right? like tactical like he's he's basically Rob Stark of the Eternals. He's yeah. like a really good tactical leader. <laughs> yeah. Um he can fly, he can project cosmic energy beams from his eyes, superhuman strength, all the normal stuff. Um, obviously, like his name kind of originates or is like tied to Icarus, the uh, the legend. But in, right. in the backstory of the comics is it's actually like his son right. is right. Icarus. Okay. And because his son, he, he actually falls in love and has sexual relations <laughs> <laughs> with a human. And can you one more time? Sexual Actually, can you say main, main topic theme, but in that exact tone? I don't think I can do that. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta Sorry, be God, I'm getting off topic. Bounch, bounch, bounch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, he falls in love with a human, and when they have kids, it's always not an eternal; it's a normal yes. human. So he has a kid who ends up being Icarus. He loves seeing his dad fly around. Sees his dad leave. He, he builds him this metal thing in ancient Greece, I think. And the kid's flying around, sees his dad to go fight, goes to fight the deviants at some point. Mm-hmm. He tries to fly and help him and actually dies. And that's the story of Icarus. Like, that's part of the backstory. Right. Because obviously, the Icarus in, in the Greek mythology is that he has Flies the, too the close wings. To the sun. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, well, interesting. It's interesting because uh, he's essentially seen as the second strongest of the Eternals after Gilgamesh. By, and, be played by my favorite South Korean actor. This guy is so good. Have let's you jump seen to Gilgamesh? Talk to me yeah. about Gilgamesh. So I don't. I don't actually have a ton of notes on Gilgamesh, other than that he's apparently the strongest dude. He is, um, yeah. Which makes sense because this guy is a unit. He's the guy they cast, massive. What, what's his name? Uh, Don Lee. Don Lee or Don Don Suk Ma. Anyway, he. I've seen him in like two things, but one thing is most memorial. Memorable? Memorable. Oh, I can't speak. <laughs> uh, Train to Busan. I was going to say exactly. Like, so I haven't, but I, I've seen like clips of it. And it looks it was unreal. In my queue for like eons. And uh, yeah, it's just a really good zombie flick. It's like a yeah, zombie flick. I love, I love Japanese a zombie, zombie flick. flick. I'm not I sure. Love Korean. Korean. Um, anyway, love he's, he plays flick. such a homie in that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. He will. So that, that character, Gilgamesh, is known for being the most proactive in helping humans out in times of strife. Okay, cool. So let's, I mean, we're. We're, we're not going very quickly through these. Well, so, let, let me let me tell you one other thing really quickly about uh, Richard Madden's character before we move on. Yep. Uh, we're just going to call him Rob Stark. He's not Icarus. He's Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Uh, <laughs> uh, the so he, it off. He has he has this special ability, which he can link the minds of uh, of Eternals. The more the better, apparently. This thing called the Uni Mind, and they basically become like a Megazord. <laughs> they basically become this, this higher like creature like Wonder Twin Powers actually. yeah it's like, it like it's uh, crazy Power Rangers and they all join together and become the big apparently they all join together and become like a bigger <laughs> being which is so interesting um, the more of them the better the more stable this Unimind becomes I find that so I know that could be I mean he could easily be like a gateway character into this movie I was gonna say that'd be either really cheesy or really cool because like there's apparently different factions of Eternals some yes. that are like fuck the humans fuck, look man, like, some that are so it could be there's a there's lot they so can play much, with so much of this to dive into like, yeah. I feel like we should probably maybe okay, maybe not go too deep onto it otherwise we might be here forever I think the other well the next character to speak about then is obviously Angelina Jolie who we all know from her really well known films Wanted Kung yeah. Fu Panda <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2 She's in everything. And that yeah. one episode of Entourage. She's in Entourage? Episode? She's in the can, the Cannes episode. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I remember. can't believe they got her she, for that. She's actually... She's like a flash in the pan. She's like a pretty I high... I just saw that find the worst film she's possibly yeah, been in. Yeah, I can tell you were doing that. Yeah. You, you forgot that one where it's like with Johnny Depp and in Paris. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No, that's a good movie. Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny Depp, sorry. The, the tourist. Where... Terrible Ooh. movie. Anyway. anyway. Um, so she is Thena. 
Yeah, like she hasn't been in anything good in a long time. Mm-hmm. And Athena, the character? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about Athena. Who cares about it? Uh, my point is like I'm, I'm worried about this, but oh, whatever. Really? I, I just I hope she does well. I hope she doesn't. I just like don't. I'm not like a huge fan of Angelina Jolie. Sure. So I'm just like you can say that. No one's gonna. No one's yeah, gonna just, be upset by that. You no, know, I'm just like eh. But <laughs> Athena is. She's a fierce warrior. She's yeah. like a, can form any weapon. Kind of like. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the Eternals reminds me of uh, that book I was talking about, Stormlight Archer, that I read, that big tome a few oh, months back. Big old, it's big about book. like these ancient things that, that like in there alive forever, but they go like mad because they've been alive so long, but they can like form weapons out of anything. Oh. It's very similar to this. I wonder if he was uh, just a oh, side note. I wonder if he was influenced by it. But she's uh, one of the high up ones, and she's like, isn't she wed to Gilgamesh or something? You know what? I don't know. Yeah, she's uh, she partners with with Gilgamesh. That's cool. At some point in the comics, like okay. a little love affair. They All right. Sexual relations. <laughs> All right. So Gemma Chan. Okay. Crazy Rich Asians. She's in Transformers the, the last night. Yeah, Not a huge amount is known about her. She plays Cersei. Cersei. Another Cersei in the, uh, in the fantasy realm. She can transform. Well, yeah. Series Cersei. She's, <laughs> she's in, she's in a, a film that's full of Game of Thrones characters and she's actually called Cersei. Yeah. So yeah, all I really know about her is she can transform at will. Is there anything more exciting uh, about loves Cersei? Icarus. Right. Okay. Uh, I like, like, actually, what I liked about like learning this stuff is like these people's normal jobs. So she's like, uh, <laughs> she not to, only is she, yeah, not only is she an eternal. Yeah. She's also a museum curator. Oh, beautiful. She's she like Wonder her, Woman. Yeah, she spends her time curating museums. Just like Wonder Woman. Uh, and I don't. She I didn't get all of them. on the beach. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> what is the other one? There was another one that I found. Like, not all of them talked about their of right their jobs. But museum curator was one. Anyway, okay, so rest. let's let's then switch on then. So Kamal Nanjani, who I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong, and I apologize to anyone who cares. Dude, oh, he's a he's an actor. So we that's all know, we all know what he's been in. Yeah, he he did that one episode of Archer. He's been in other comedy stuff. Uh, he's been in uh, Silicon Valley. Nah, he's I'm he's in that. that stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, The Big Sick? Yes, great movie. I, I told you to watch. I that. actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I told you to watch that one, didn't I? I maybe I'm mistaking you for some. I, for some I think you're mistaken. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's a good one. It's a great movie. It's that's about you know that's about his like real life. Oh really? Yeah, like it's like most of it's about like something he experienced. Oh, interesting. So yeah. he was he was dating an Uber driver. Was she an Uber driver? He was an uh, he, he was, was an Uber, Uber driver. driver. Yeah, that was it. And uh, he, and a chick he was dating did get sick. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's like his wife or if he's single now, but it's oh, it's. Yeah. He's jacked. Is what he is. He's absolutely. He's, I, I haven't seen these pictures, so I need to look it up. But I'm actually based off of his Sarah character Ashes. description. I'm so excited for him in this role because <laughs> he just plays like kind of that like aristocratic rich douche so well yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen him do it in like these little skits about tech okay. he does a lot of them well we'll tweet a picture of him like what he was before and what he looks like afterwards on uh at pod underscore assemble after the after the pod so but, but his it, like, role is like some guy who becomes kind of full of himself like he's he because his role his job as, as a as a normal human is he becomes this big bollywood actor yes. well it's gonna well, be fucking well, phenomenal well it, it's he's gonna be i think he's gonna be bollywood in in this movie but in the in the original comic books he was obviously of japanese oh obviously. in the japanese cinema i was i was more so talking about what they've announced for the actual yeah movie. yeah of yeah. course he's yeah, gonna yeah. play a bollywood so they're probably actor gonna make, make that origin. like interesting little origin that's so it'll I, be so funny so that, interesting. He's, like a, he's like an action star in it as well yeah and he's gonna be just like super over the top because it's bollywood kingo sunan that's the character name so yeah but I th- I think he's gonna be great. I think he could be the comedy relief for this. Yeah, stoked on this casting. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be bloody brilliant. Okay, <laughs> so, so the next one that I literally know nothing about is um, Barry Keenan. 
Yeah, some of these like I just don't want to talk too much about. Well, let's I'm, like, not talk about him, but I just think it's interesting. What, which one is he? Because he he was in. Chern- Listen to the this is for, for a three piece on your CV. He was in Chernobyl. <laughs> he was in Dunkirk, and he was in. Oh, yeah, this guy. No, so he's he's about Druid. he's apparently like the aloof guy. Like the oh, like a stoner yeah, he's of the group. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's just look up. at his face. I'm like, are you all there, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, I couldn't remember where I saw him from, but it must have been Dunkirk. I think it was probably Dunkirk. Yeah. All right, well, well let's squi- move on pretty quick then. So, uh, Leah McHugh. Okay, so she plays Sprite. Now that's really interesting because her character is a child character, but is, is an Eternal who who is seen as a child. Think eleven and never ages. No, well, no, eleven, not eleven. Uh, <laughs> 13 from Umbrella Academy. Okay, okay, yeah, What's yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Seven. Yeah. Five. It's five. Pick a goddamn number, man. It's a thing 11. these days. 11, 13, but it's, they call him five. Look, so she's yeah. called Sprite, right? And it's interesting you mentioned before, what were you talking about before? Because uh, she, because she's an age, she's obviously got like the, the quite ch- childish like outlook on certain things. Yeah. And she likes to play pranks in the Eternals. Now, one thing she does do in one of the comics is she tricks them all into believing that they are just normal humans and they'll forget their past as Eternals. So could that be a way of them being in the background and pretty, not realizing? Pretty good prank. Yeah. Pretty, pretty phenomenal. Pretty messed off. up prank, right? <laughs> and then Icarus, who, all, who we all know is Rob Stark, has to go find them all and convince them that they're Eternals. So that's what I was like. If, when we get into the plot, like let's really get into it because there's a bunch of theories about, like I got a bunch of theories on that. Okay. Well, that's, um, I, I think that's a really interesting one that you mentioned that before. And that's, yeah. Could be where it's going. Okay, so you mentioned before Lauren Lauren Rid- Ridloff. Sorry, I'm so butchering names there. My apologies. Yeah, Lauren Ridloff, who is a deaf. My my phone autocorrected that to dead. Macari, <laughs> a dead actress previously on The Walking Dead. God, I'm autocorrected myself. A yeah. deaf actor actress previously on The Walking Dead, which is Macari. Yeah, what do you know about her? Other than she's a gen- gender she's a zombie. zombie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's literally a zombie. Uh, just she's super fast, man. Yeah, she's, so she's she's planet scouts. Mm. She's like the scouter. So she's probably going out there scouting for other enemies. The new Thanos, you know, and the character in the, the character in the comics, obviously a dude dressed in red, was regularly mistaken for Hermes from from mythology, which mm-hmm. is re- which is real super Makes interesting. Sense. Yeah. So Brian Tyree Henry, uh, known for Godzilla, he's in the Joker, he's in Atlanta, he's he plays the dad in the Spider Verse. Awesome, yeah, he does the voice yeah. of the dad in the Spider Verse. He is Fastos, who's a genius. Tell me about Fastos. What do you know? Uh, he is an intelligent cosmetic. Or cosmetic, cosmic power <laughs> powered inventor. Yeah, he's a cosmetic. He's a cosmetic. <laughs> Does nails, lips, and eyes. <laughs> yeah. Has a, he's helped progress he's humanity technolo- technologically behind the scenes. So that's gonna be interesting. Like he's obviously yeah. like influenced humanity's development of technology through the years. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. He's he's like a weaponsmith, right? So he can create yeah. these incredible weapons, but he's also non-violent. So he's 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 passive. He doesn't want to be involved in violence, and he sort of has this mysterious like depression about violence that he refuses to like go into which yeah. is kind of like a lingering thing for him through the comics which yeah. i find really super interesting hope, hope they're going to sort of dive into but for the main cast of the eternals like we've kind of who is t- the main cast that is that is There's the so that is many. eternals that's my point though like okay we'll get into it with general well, thoughts well, well i like... think um i, I think it's going to be i think it's going to be a, a double fold right so i think rob stark is going to be the sort of he's going to be the focal point of the in point of the eternals who, yeah. who we sort of like focus on and follow through but I think the person who is going to the, the story could focus around potentially, even though he isn't eternal, is Kit Harrington's yeah. character, which is Dean Whitman, which is Black Knight. Is it Dean Whitman? I have Dana Whitman. That's funny. 
Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman. I, I said Dana. Dana. I just mean Dane. We both all corrected the same thing, but, no, but I know it's Dane Whitman. This yeah. guy seriously take, ends Game of Thrones the, and then takes a role as the Black Knight. Unreal. I'm, I, like, I actually find it really funny that they like haven't named him the Black White Knight. I wonder if they're just going to get rid of that because they don't want to associate well, him with Game of Thrones. Well, the Black Knight mantle is actually passed down to him. Yeah. It's it's a it's, it's a part in, of the a, story, yeah. It's a genealogy thing, which yeah. is really interesting. And he has he has a connection, and I've completely forgotten to which one, to one of the Eternals he has a love interest with. Let me just remember quickly. Uh, yeah, I think I have it somewhere as well. No, I actually have just Hang notes on, about how his history like goes back to like King Arthur and the English, yeah. that that whole lore. He has a he has a connection with Gemma Chan's character, which is obviously Cersei. So okay. they have a bit of a love tryst, if I oh, remember she's a correctly. Child. That's a bit weird. So interesting. Um, <laughs> John, John Snow's having a love tryst with Cersei. There you go. All um, of your white dreams coming true all at once. Well, his isn't his character is the most intriguing to me because he's like kind of normal and also has this like cursed sword, which like yeah. as he uses it drains his soul. I'm like, this guy's gonna be another brooding John Snow. It's Honestly, like the perfect yeah. cast. You could <laughs> dive into this for hours. Yeah. It's super interesting. The, the Dean. Dean, Dana. Dean, which, Dana. which Whitman are we talking about? Uh, I, th- I think that's going to be an interesting, like, uh, like outward-looking in point to the group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, I, I don't know how, how that could be. How I, I feel like he could also be, like, that double agent kind of guy where they're not sure if he's good, not sure if he's bad. Um, okay. I think I read that there was a couple storylines, like, the way he proved himself for the Avengers was, like, infiltrating the enemy. Yes. Um, so they could, to- and, yeah. like, they could totally use that, like, yeah divisions within the, yeah, the internals um we'll see so what do you wh- which of these characters are you most excited to see on screen like i'm just so excited to see john snow and rob stark finally <laughs> get reunited i am so excited bro <laughs> next time i see you you'll be all in black nope next time you see him, i you'll would pay have good a wolf money head. i would <laughs> pay good money for them not to ever be on screen today. oh i'd cry i would I'd love weep, to see bro. That. i'd be so sad to see that but they're like they must be so jacked to like be a part of a series again yeah. together you know all those good times on game of thrones i'm gonna agree with you though i think um and then obviously kumail yeah for sure i think don lee for me you mentioned before train for busan he's like a giant like he, i'm so interested to see what they do with that character because that 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 one to me is just just sounds real interesting it's like he he likes helping the human race but why hasn't he been helping the human race? Like, and like he must maybe be. he was the one that created nuclear bombs and he's like, oh, could he guilt for that. Yeah, yeah there's all like, sorts of things you could do with that. Such an interesting, yeah. I, I'm interested or sorry, I was thinking about the, uh, the, the other guy. Yeah. The maybe. guy who's the inventor. But dude, the, the crazy part about this is just there's such a good cast that like, yes. I want to see all of them. And I'm like, how do you create a movie in two and a half hours? Well, they did, it, they did it with Endgame. Well, you sit, so that was my first thought, but then I actually thought about it more and I was like, but did they? Because Endgame was more the culmination of like 50 other mm. origin story movies. You're going to have to create an origin story movie with like 10 characters at the start. Yeah, that's true. And so it's a bit, it's a different. And that's, that's all. That's always been a bit of a problem for me with com- older comic book movies when they try and fit in too, too many, many origins things, and yeah. too, too many enemies. And too many, uh, it's just like, I can't, uh, like, this feels like it should be a trilogy on its own. Could be. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, we haven't really talked about the deviants yet. At all. But they're obviously they're obviously part of the sort of the antithesis, the, the bad guy. Yeah, the yeah, the they really are. They're the bad guys. What do you what do you know about them? Uh, they were created kind of as a part of the celestial. We talked yep. about a bit earlier. Like I don't actually have a ton on them other than the fact that they're like, you know, just fated to be the arch enemies of the Eternals. Yes, and there's a lot of battles that actually shun them different places in the comics, and sometimes 
the guys that were shunned become like actual other villains yeah. being with more mutations. I don't, yeah. I don't have a ton on them to be well, honest. No, I, th- I think there's a lot of interesting thoughts around this and stuff I've been reading in, in general and sort of my own thoughts. I went down the route of thinking like, you know, like these are sort of like quite a generic villainous race. Just peeing all over parks where they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Just drinking on the, just on the sidewalk. Whipping out there like, yeah, God, yeah. where they shouldn't, you know, it's, it's all bad. But if you think about it, if you think about the MCU's his, history of characters like this, where they take like a pretty classic, either generic bad guy or whatever it is and make it something a little different. So my, my example here example. is... Captain Marvel and the Skrulls, or what, what do you call them, the Krills? The Krill. Scra- Scra- <laughs> Captain Marvel and the Skrulls, like, in, in the comics, they're just essentially the bad guys, whereas yeah. in that, they made them this race trying to find a home, and they were actually real sympathetic, and they, they changed the whole, like, angle you look at them from, and they actually flipped it, so it was the, the Scree Krull, like, it flipped it, so the, the Krull were... At, I can't even say Skrill, it you've, the scroll. You've killed me. The scroll and the Kree. The Kree were actually the bad guys, where in the comics, they're sort of like the good guys trying to fight off the scrolls. Mm. Uh, I wonder if these are going to be being used by a higher power. You would hope that they're not only being used, but it's almost like they're being, like, because of how they're created, they're flawed. Yeah. And maybe. they're being abused. Yeah, maybe. Like, they're, they're not even being used. They're, like, being abused. And they can't... It's almost like because of their genetics, they're, they're predisposed to, like, be generically flawed. And, and they're, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of things they could do, man. And I, I'm actually, like, pretty... I'm pretty excited that they'll make all the right changes because they seem to always do that. They they just have such good writers at Marvel. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible. Okay. So, we, we mentioned about Thanos being... Uh, being the son of eternal parents. and that's why i think that's what led me down that path of like maybe they'll be flawed because thought thanos had like in good aims yeah. his intentions were good but yeah. he had this this like well they were in the first place i desired but then they kind of fucked did that you, yeah did you read that there's a really interesting like flip on the on the thanos uh sensibilities right so like he he has this this ultimate weapon that can do anything right and he chooses to kill half the life in the universe rather then just snap his fingers and create more of the stuff we need, the supplies and well, to I think keep that, us going rather than... I think that the, the argument Or just there, give us an infinite amount of stuff. The, uh, well, the argument there, like, and you can't be like, oh, you can't do that because it's literally called the Infinity Stone or the Infinity Gauntlet. So he yeah. obviously can create things for infinite amounts of things. Anyway. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you, you would assume. It's no, a, you, it's you a magic genius. You your disbelief there. But I no, think, no, no, but, no, but the, the point of that, sorry, the point of that is that he is actually just a psychopath and he is he, he is justifying he's, his, he's justifying yeah, his yeah. actions sugarcoating them to make it seem like he's doing it for the good of the universe when really he's just an absolute yeah. and maybe and maybe that's part of like of why he's so flawed is because he is a deviant at heart he, well he is and that deviant. is a big part of it yeah exactly well what do you what are your then theories then for this movie tell me your, your eternal theories your um i just thought it'll last a lifetime so we talked about yeah we could do this forever we talked about how they could start. Like, I think you're right. They will start it with like them coming out of some kind of sleep or maybe being awakened by some kind of tragedy. Yeah. AKA the destruction of an infinity stone via vision or a snap or a snap that cosmically re yeah. jigs the universe. Um, and I do think a big part of the first one will be him, you know, Richard Madden trying to get the team back together. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And it's going to be the A team is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. It's going to be that episode of Rick and Morty where they do a heist. Yeah. <laughs> oh that one's great the heist oh, the, God, the yeah. heist uh, we should do an episode of Rick and Morty at some point yeah we will um, so I, I think that there's that I think that also it could be like a trigger for the X-Men as we've already talked I, about I was, I was, that was going to be my yeah. final question do you think this is going to be 
Like I, I'm not sure this is gonna be the trigger for the X Men, but I, I think, I think he's gonna lay the groundwork yeah. like to, for, for, for the uh, next phase. Like yeah, they're saying this is how it started, and Gene X was one. I think that is pretty obvious that they'll do that. I'm excited to see how that goes, personally. Oh. I think that's gonna be interesting. I also was interested to see how like the Secret Invasion storyline, that thing that you're reading, that Secret Invasion storyline, that thing that you're reading yeah. is, uh, how will that play into it? Because this is like another group of it. There's a show coming out, right? This is yes. another group of individuals who are, I don't know the timelines, but who are just like pretending to be humans. Could they make a play on words so these, there? These have been around for th- hundreds of thousands of years. Well, thousands no, of years. No, of course, of course. But well, like, it's interesting. They're going to come out of hiding. They're very tight-lipped about that show. And I think what they're trying to do is make people not get their expectations too high that it's going to be some, because in the, in, in the comic, the one I'm reading at the moment, it's, it's a big, massive Avengers crossover. Mm-hmm. With all your favorite Avengers fighting all your favorite Avengers, what mano a mano basically? Yeah. And what they're trying to do is play that down. So they don't want make you not think this is gonna have. This is how we bring back Chris Evans, or Pine, whichever one it is. You don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know they they don't they don't want him to be that. Even though that could be a great way to bring him back. Like imagine he's a he's been a scroll the whole time. Or yeah, they bring I, or, or they bring they even scroll Captain off, America and nobody knows. Yeah. yeah anyway, sorry, I, I digress. So. Uh, I think they're trying to move away from that, and they want that show. I think. I mean, it's going to play to Samuel Jackson, who's what is it, late sixties, seventies now. Yeah. It's going to have to be a more low key thriller, almost. For sure, I was just. I mean, it's almost like they play on that thing of like people coming out of hiding and being pretending to be humans. It's kind of like doubling I see, down. I on see. That. I see it the other way though. I see it almost like the Superman thing. They come. They're, they're like ripping their shirts off to be the. So, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. going into yeah. telephone booths. No, they're definitely they're definitely they serve they different anymore. purposes. It's more <laughs> just like a, a similar kind of like, hey, people are we we thought they're humans, but they're not. Or we thought, you know, anyway, could they, could they go the route of like um, like a Hancock, for example? You know how? It, so if you remember the end of Hancock, which is why do I remember this? The end of Hancock, what they do is the the two super super powered beings, which is Hancock and the the, yeah. the girl I've completely forgotten, the female character. When they get together, terrible things happen because their their love so passionate it essentially destroys all around them. Yeah, could it be that they're so concerned being around each other that some, they might have a falling out? Yeah. They might break something that they've actively forced themselves to forget their powers, and they have to come back for yeah. some big. I, I think that's also a great way you could do it. Um, I would. I hope they explore like what it's like to like be alive for thousands of years. That would seriously change someone yeah. as well. Like well, some people would become pretty maniacal. And I'm assuming that that's probably one of like the offshoots of them because there's a civil war in the comics at one point. Yes. Um, so I could see yeah. that happening as well. Well, going back to your comments last week about Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> the inter- so the interesting thing about being an eternal life force is that at some point you see all the people around you wither and die. Like yeah. that's, the, that's what Captain America's biggest scene flaw, that all his friends and family would eventually die around him. Yeah. And it's like... I can, it, it, it's com- it's a completely different spin when all the people you're closest to and around you will also live forever. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you like mentally, how does that mentally change you? Saturday for the boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fucking Saturdays. Yeah, you, just, you stick to the, the tried and true principles. No, I, I, I'm stoked to see it, man. There's, what, what was one of the other theories you were, you were throwing out there? We, we didn't touch on all of them. Well, the, the final um, the final one was, uh, from my perspective, could this be the way that they introduced the Fantastic Four, or yeah. a means to them introduce the Fantastic Four 
they would have to do i mean we were already seeing backstories and backstories and backstories and backstories i don't know how you do it the way they become eternal like in infinite beings is by this this big cosmic explosion that one of them causes uh like could that could there be like a a post-credit scene where you see that flying through space and then coming back towards earth that Mm -hmm. that cosmic explosion and then it comes back towards earth and that's and you just see a rocket ship going towards it. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it's like that, oh, that classic fantastic, fantastic four. Yeah, yeah, like I, I would love to see that. And I mean, they're not gonna. It's too soon. Yeah, but I would love that to be a thing. So, and, so what do you think the black? Like, what I'm curious, how do they integrate the black? They got this whole eternal thing going. How do yeah. they integrate the Black Knight story, Look, you, which is kind of its own thing? You're really exposing me here because that's the one thing I didn't want to talk oh, about. Okay, sorry. I just have no idea how that's going to fit. Yeah. In. It's, it's like, just like none. Because it's like this love interest. But he, he is integrated into it, right? In general. It, or is that not even the case in the comics? It's his own thing in the comics, isn't he's it? His, he's his own dude. Yeah, that's weird that they would put these two know. things together when they already Obviously, have he has 10 a love characters. interest with, I think it's Cersei, I think yeah. I mentioned before. They have. Could it be that there's some big infight between them that between the Eternals themselves that Eternals shouldn't fall for, you know, Humans, people people who yeah. aren't, and that's why they they go their separate ways. Could be any of these things. There's yeah. so much backstory for the Black Knight in the comics. Him and Cersei go off in, and do all their cosmic do cosmic stuff on their own for a while. It's it's too much. There's too much. I, I think to this one on. also could tie into Thor's movie. How so? Just because it's like the mythos thing, right? They're all gods in history. And then you've got literally an actual god in Thor who's taking a backseat and they're kind of coming in to help. Um, also in the comics, they cross over a bit. They do hang out. But uh, I think Thor gets his like memory erased or something weird. Anyway. Well, our question, our question for our delightful listeners is, do you think the Eternals are overpowered? <laughs> Let us know. The podcast assemble at gmail.com or pod underscore assemble on twitter we would love to know i'd like to, I, i'd love to know what you think about this and what you think you know where it's going to go where it's going to what's going to go down whether rob stark's finally going to meet Jon snow again <laughs> whether they're going to be off screen forever uh we'd love to know what you guys think so thank you friend of the show steve for well this this is nicely wrapping up with our communications this week because this, yeah. this is this, this was is your it. request yeah this, he requests us talk about the eternal there's a lot more we could talk there's about there's so much more we could talk yeah. about what what we thought we hope we covered off at least some of the key points yeah you know for sure i i literally don't know how much more we could talk about because there is so little known about this movie a little bit's been given away apparently on the back of um some toy releases mm. this is how people find out everything about That's movies so nowadays funny. So like things the in the PlayStation blurb. store, they have oh, a toy yes. release description. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I've tried to steer clear of that as much as possible personally, um, but I'm sure you can find online if that's if you want to know more about certain bits of the movies, etc. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Dre, we've mentioned it eight times, but where can they find us? Uh, pod <laughs> underscore assemble. On Twitter, yeah. On amazing. Twitter and the podcast assemble at gmail.com. You know what? Out, mate. I have to edit you out doing that 18 times every week. That's amazing. Uh, it's, That's it's saved you some time, man. <laughs> oh, anyway. brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate it. That thank was a, that was quite a long one this week. So, uh, yeah. Cheers for sticking around, guys. <laughs> thank you, guys. See you, guys. Bye. Bye.